my first stream, I did a test stream the night before and I didn't promote it at all. Literally didn't promote it. Didn't want anyone in the, in literally didn't want anyone in there. And there was like about 200 people or something Holy cow. for about half an hour. Um, and then I stopped it. I just wanted to see sort of thing. And then the day when I decided I wanted to go streaming, I was literally so nervous the entire day. I was sort of like bricking it the whole oh, time. No. But that first stream, I had 13,000 people watching. Holy crap. So it was like, it's not your normal stream that you have. And I didn't have any mods. Oh, dear Lord. Tardux, a podcast for content creators to come on and share their stories, advice, and today... Thank you for having me. Thank you're you. welcome. I, I have Anne. Anne. Anne is also known as Mama Benji Fishy. All right. Yes. All yeah. right. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to, uh, to do the pods. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Really, really pleased to be on the podcast. And, and what we do to start things off is just three random questions. So are you ready? Mm -hmm. Go for it. Go All for right. It uh, favorite place you ever traveled to? Uh, that's very easy. Bali. Oh, Bali. Okay. I well, love Indonesia. Oh, nice. All right. And when you're flying, are you an aisle person or a window person? I prefer the window. Yes. Same here. Prefer the window. <laughs> and favorite thing about where you live? Oh, being by the river. Yes. Absolutely. And the community. So we live on a little river island. Mm-hmm. Um, so like surrounded by the Thames, oh, but nice. it's sort of like very much community based. So like knowing everyone, you know, sort of, yeah, okay. uh, that, that, that is brilliant. Awesome. All right. So going over sort of, you know, you're a streamer, content creator, esports mm. consultant, author. Why don't we start mm. with, uh, you know, who, who's Anne before all of those things? <laughs> What's your background? Okay. So... I mean, I've always, um, I've been a bit always like work for myself, sort of like self-employed right the way from the early days of like when I was 17. Yeah. So I used to, I used to, when I was 17, I went to work for a company, um, a recruitment company that ran an organization called Rent-A-Grad, which was Rent-A-Graduate. And that was like a house and garden maintenance service. So I originally started doing actually just general work for them yeah. and then ended up running that um, and organizing all the students and all the work and everything. And then from there, I then went into more accountancy. Mm -hmm. So went and did sort of like bookkeeping and all of that sort of side, which has been coming very useful because Absolutely. I after all the books. And, and then... So I've always, so even though I was doing that, I was still doing like recruitment and things on the side. I've always been a bit of a workaholic. Yeah. I sort of like tend to work seven days a week, 15 hours a day. That's all right from the age of like 17. It's, oh, shoot. It's just part of who I am, really. So, um, yeah, definitely a workaholic. So whichever company I work for, I've always worked long hours. Um, and also been juggling more than one job and things like that and whatever. 
And then from the bookkeeping side, I then uh, decided to uh, run my own business doing computer training. Oh, okay. So I used to have a full-time job and then you'd come home at six o'clock and then from six to nine used to do uh, computer training. But this is in the days of Windows 3.1 uh -huh. and WebPerfect. I put one the very early days of computing, sort of like the old 286s and 386s. So not many people used to know how to use the computers and they wanted to know how to use WebPerfect. Oh, God, yes, that brings back memories. And Lotus 1, 2, 3 and that sort of thing. So I used to do private tuition from like six or nine in the evenings and then also all day Saturday and Sunday. So like started like a small business and then grew that to the point where I could actually stop my full time job and run that full time. So then took over. So I was running that from the house initially and then went and uh, took on uh, um, offices mm -hmm. yeah, locally in Shepparton where we live. And then my husband, David, came on board um, and he always came from a corporate background, okay. corporate sales background. So then he took that to the corporate market. So we then grew it. You know, we used to have, you know, probably about six or seven training rooms um, in different locations in London mm -hmm. and some offices and in management training. So I, I did a lot of the computer training initially, um, like Microsoft Office um, and all like WordPerfect Smart Suite, yeah. um, all the way to sort of like advanced level. And then sort of then sort of took a back seat and was doing more the admin and organizing and just running the whole thing, really. Yeah. Uh, whereas David was all the sales sort of side. And then we sold that business. We also did some recruitment in the in the mean in as well into the telecoms industry because okay. that's um, And then we sold the company. Sadly, for various reasons, we never actually got them the full money that we should have got from the business. So that was a bit of an issue. And the telecoms market had nosedived at the time, had sort of like crashed due to various things going on in the stock market and so we then um we then someone said why don't we go into lawyer placements recruiting lawyers which we knew nothing about but we went into um that lawyer group but mainly on the high-end partner level uh lawyers with followings so like had maybe a million pound following that sort of thing sort of like so not your normal sort of sort of lawyer um and then sadly uh david got ill um and david was always a salesperson i was always like the person behind the scenes sort of like doing all the research and the recruit you know etc yeah. um and so sadly we weren't we couldn't work anymore or anything like that and one thing led to another and um, David sadly passed away, oh, no. didn't have any life insurance or anything, oh, almost lost the house and, you know, oh, virtually wow. homeless sort of thing. So then I then had to then go back and find something to do. So I sort of like went back to my roots, which was doing like bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. So I found a job that I was doing that for like 
I was I was with the company for like 15 years um, doing that and I wanted to go more into AV um, engineering. Mm-hmm. So I started doing some courses on that, like Cisco courses and networking and things like that because I always enjoyed doing that when I was doing the computer training side. Mm-hmm. And then obviously during the time when I was working with them, that's when Benji, um, it was like the whole World Cup thing and like Benji signing with Energy, oh, wow. etc. So... He then started traveling more. Yeah. Um, and with Fortnite, it's very difficult to actually plan anything because <laughs> events aren't sort of like you don't know six months ahead what's yeah. going to happen. Um, literally, you get, I mean, it's a bit like the dream hack for San Diego. We got like, what, three weeks' notice or Holy something? Cow. <laughs> I mean, you don't get that much notice necessarily. Um, and so, therefore, I was doing quite a lot of traveling. Um, I'd expand. I'd stopped doing the bookkeeping and I was running an AV help desk for the company, um, which needed like fast turnarounds. And when customers phone in, they need to, you need to respond within, you know, two hours or 10 hours or whatever, whatever their contract is. And obviously the fact that I'm traveling, you know, maybe I'm in, Mm -hmm. like I was at the A of Summer Smash or I went, Tokyo I can't then be trying to phone I'm trying to phone engineers while I'm in Australia saying you know we've got this client can you go out do you see what I mean it it just didn't work very well so I made the decision to stop that job um, because the the traveling and and just the managing and looking after Benji just didn't work and then idea was I was going to uh, work for some of our freelance contractors Mm -hmm. doing sort of like more the AV side which is what I wanted to sort of like get into like the engineering side Um, but then COVID hit and a lot of the because all the the companies weren't going into their offices anymore and whatever so that never happened yeah and then was like thinking what do we do and so I was somehow sort of like started playing Fortnite and um sort of like did the whole like I spoke to Johnny who's Miss Savage's dad okay and we were talking you know ideas that maybe doing some sort of like um consultancy mentoring type of thing and that it'd be quite cool to do some books and so that's that's how it all oh, wow. sort of like came about oh very cool so yeah, you know, I'm yeah, you know, I'm of the same era as you when it comes to the computer. So like, you know, back then the, mm. you know, I don't know if you were dealing with the five and a quarter floppies or the three and yep. the, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God. five and a quarter and the dual floppy disk drives. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The kids today don't know yeah. how easy they have it when it comes to the computers, do they? Oh no. I mean <laughs> I remember I say to some of my um you know, my friends that that a lot of my friends are just um like 15 17 18 year olds Mm -hmm. and you talk to them and i was saying like the first time i made a phone call from a computer or i remember getting an encyclopedia where you could actually watch (laughs) it and it was like oh my god 
you can actually do this. Yeah. It was so revolutionary in its day. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, you know, when we were growing up, the encyclopedia, you needed to find any information. You had to go through the 24 books oh, to dig up. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'd have to go to the library and mm-hmm. literally go through the book, handwrite it all or <laughs> yeah. try and get a photocopy. Yeah. So oh, God. do that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So why don't we start with the parenting side first and we'll go through the, mm. you know. Yeah. So when when Benji was, you know, gaming, when did you know, you know, something special was happening there from a Fortnite standpoint and he had this potential? Uh, a, yeah. I mean, Benji's always been uh, good at, he's always been into gaming the whole life. So Charles is like seven years older than him. So he's always followed his brother to a certain extent so he was playing all those games that you shouldn't be playing when you're like seven or eight you know sort of like call of duty and you know all those things um but with and and i always knew that he wanted to be a professional esports player he's always said that right from a very early young age um and he used to watch things like the league of legends champions and you know, the whole thing like that. But I didn't really pay too much attention to it. And I never really appreciated how good he was at the game. Yeah. So back in uh, February, March 2019, um, I think it was about that, he he had teamed up with Mr. Savage as his duo at that time and was duoing with him. And at that time, the age limit for Fortnite to compete was 16. It oh, wasn't okay. 13, it was 16. And so there was a lot of frustration from Benji thinking, I'm never going to be able to do it because the age limit is so much higher and all these competitions that he wanted to do, he, he can't do, etc. But uh, it all happened in the space of one week. So the... Um, Benji and Miss Savage were doing a tournament called the Montana Black. And it was a Sunday evening and I hadn't bothered watching it. I'd gone to bed. Didn't I mean, nowadays I would sit and watch it and things, but I, I didn't watch it and then went to bed because I had to get up at like five in the morning mm-hmm. to try and get him to school. <laughs> and, uh, and he came in and said that they'd come first and they had just won $10,000. Oh, my God. So that was pretty insane and sort of i remember texting uh, charles and say oh my god you know it's just won ten thousand from this <laughs> tournament and then they went on to win another tournament that same week yeah and that week they also announced the world cup so we, we'd already been in talks with energy um because about him joining them because martin was there but then that week um uh the World Cup got announced and the age limit got reduced from 16 to 13. Oh, wow. Um, and then we got, he got about five or six orgs approach him um, that were interested in mm-hmm. signing him. Um, so it was really at that point that sort of you think, oh, my God, okay, maybe there's something in this or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and so, yes, he... We, we, there was a couple of orgs, but yes, we, we ended up going for energy. Yeah. Uh, wow. Brilliant orgs. Whatever, they've been amazing. 
uh, Brett, who was there. And um, yeah, so we signed with them. And then and then there was the qualifiers for the World Cup shortly after that. It was 10 weeks of um, 10 weeks of uh, what's it? It's qualifications. Yeah. So five weeks of solos, five weeks of duos. So first week, um, Benji actually qualified for solos. Oh, shoot. Was like quite insane, really. And then second week, he qualified for duos. So I think him and Stompy were the only two players to qualify in the first two weeks. So, yeah. And then it sort of like snowballed from there. Really. Holy cow. Now, did you have an, any idea like, you know, this much, much like, you know, him winning that first tournament was even, you know, f possible for these kids? And, and same with esports. No, no, no. I had no idea. And, and, and like when he qualified for uh, duos and solos, you were guaranteed $50,000 each. Holy so he, he was guaranteed like what as long as he went there, sort of just for participating in the World Cup was like a hundred thousand so Lord. it's like at the age of like 15 serious money sort of thing yeah like, sort of insane and and back then I, I say back then like it was mm. you know tons of years ago <laughs> it's only like yeah like four or five years or i guess you know mm. four or five years ago but you know there probably wasn't a whole lot of resources for parents to sort of you know navigate you know that that world that space just wasn't anything i mean i was very fortunate that um i was um that he really i was with johnny so mr savage's dad mm -hmm. who had been been there before me like a few months before so martin was already um quite big or quite well known in the scene and was doing really well and and so we went over to see them just after Benji had signed. And um, he was explaining to me, you know, all the things that they had done. Um, and just, you know, thinking about it as a business, about branding, about the whole, the whole concept. And it was like, I, I remember coming away thinking, oh, my God, this is even though I come from a business background and I've run my own business and understand the whole thing. It was like, oh, my God, this is just so much bigger than I even thought it would be. There is just so much else involved in it than than just someone just playing yeah. Fortnite. Absolutely. Now, had he been streaming prior to, you know, start of getting that, that fame in the uh, in the competitive Fortnite stream scene? Not really, no. He'd done odd little stream. He'd done, no, he was doing some stream, but he wasn't doing face cam. Yeah. Wasn't doing face cam. Um, did a bit of streaming. I don't even think he even, maybe he did mouse cam. I'm not even sure. Um, so he did a little bit of streaming but not his first uh, when we went to World Cup in New York at the Helix Center. He did uh, with Miss Savage um, a thing for Solary. Mm -hmm. um, and that was his actual first face camp that he oh, ever okay. did. So, yeah, at that point. And then sort of like from there and after World Cup, it was like he felt more confident to be yeah. able to do, do the streaming and the face camp. Okay. So now when he burst in and said he won $10,000 and now, mm. you know, things are changing. How was, 
how was balancing, you know, his school and now this, this, you know, this new fame and this wonderful opportunity that came about? Uh, that in itself was really hard. So I've always been an advocate of education. Yeah. That has been like, oh my God, that has been the main sort of like focus, you know, give them good education, you know, get their qualifications, go to university, the whole thing. Yeah. And then, and, and, you know, getting them into good schools, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously I appreciated the fact that um, Benji needed to compete. It, he was he'd qualified for World Cup at this point. He was signed with Energy. I wanted to give him the best chance possible to actually compete at the same level. So talking to like Charles, um, who understood perhaps esports a bit more than I did at that time because you know he was younger and in the scene. Um, like a lot of these players are practicing like 10, 12 hours a day. And it was like Charles saying, well, you know, if he is going to compete at the same level, he needs to be practicing and, and being able to do that at the same level or else he's going to be at a disadvantage before he even gets there. Um, and so I did go to the school. And I tried to see whether there was any possibility of reducing his timetable, mm-hmm. um, whether there was a possibility of giving him time out so that he could practice. Um, because they used to do like tennis camps. They used to do golfing camps for their, you know, people. Right. So they would do like every term, like a two-week tennis camp or a two-week golfing or let them do extra lessons but the way they explained it to me is with that type of um i don't know swimming whatever it is um you tend to do the camp and then you're back at school and you're fully focused on that whatever mm-hmm. whereas with gaming it's ongoing the whole time like every night you're you know you're practicing and therefore it was very difficult to juggle it um, and so I made the decision that it was better for him to be homeschooled. So despite the fact that, despite the fact that I, he was at one of the top independent schools in the country, um, and I've gone to so much trouble to get him there and he'd been in like private education since he was three, I, I made the decision that. Yeah, I wanted to give him the opportunity and the fact that you can go back and do education at a later stage. Yep. You know, I'd I'd gone back to uni, not uni, but college to do um, like BTEC in computing and do my Cisco stuff um, like in my, I don't know, probably late 40s or whatever. There's nothing to stop you from going back and doing education. And, And the thing with gaming and especially Fortnite, it's the opportunity was there now. Yeah. And you've got to seize the day and, and take that opportunity. Yeah. Amazing. That's that's so awesome for you, you know, as a parent making that decision, because, you know, like you said earlier, you know, as as we were growing up, we were like, you go to school, you go to college. Yeah. And you, you're but things yeah. have changed so much, you know, just with the way kids are learning, with the tools that, that are out there to, to uh, mm. today that 
you, you know, you see Benji had this great opportunity. And like you said, the window is, you know, the yeah. window is not open for very long for at that level. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah, go ahead later yeah, down I the mean, road. Yeah, I mean, if you decided to say, okay, you have to stay at school, you, you know, you can do it when you're 18. The opportunity is not going to be there when you're 18. Right, yeah. And I, I always struggled. I mean, even before that, uh, Benji was doing a lot of gaming. So, mm -hmm. therefore, um, he was tired in the mornings. Yeah. I mean, I was quite often phoning up the school saying, you know, he's sick today. Maybe he's not coming in or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I can't come in. Um, but, and then what I would have to do, fortunately, one of the companies I was talking, what I was working for part-time was Tutor Doctor. Mm -hmm. um, so Tutor Doctor runs, um, has tutors that come out to your house and, you know, whether for all age groups, whether it's for like primary, trying to learn reading, writing or yeah. whatever, or entrance exams or like GCSE A-levels that you have in the UK or whatever. So because I was doing uh, part-time recruitment for them, um, they were able to help me uh, find tutors that actually came to the house. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I, I even before I took him out for homeschooling, um, he was already having extra lessons at home to keep up with the work that he was missing because he was too tired when he was in school because yeah. he was gaming. Yeah. Yeah. And now when you went to the school and, and said, yeah, you know, Benji's, you know, he's has this potential here. Did the school mm -hmm. look at you like, what kind of a parent are you? You know, are you crackers doing this or did they, were they open to that, you know, sort of like. No, they had no concept yeah. whatsoever. They had no concept of, of, you know, if I'd gone to him and said, you know, he's going to be a tennis player mm -hmm. or, you know, he's just qualified for, um, some golfing tournament, you know, the yeah. Masters or so, you know, Junior yeah. Masters, then it would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But esports is completely, and even even today, I don't really think they really acknowledge the fact of his achievements. Yeah. Even now, sort of like, um, and where he's actually got to, because the whole philosophy, parents send this their children to that school because they want them to get into the top universities they're going to be the doctors the yeah. you know all you know those careers the traditional careers stockbroker or whatever it is um to actually say okay someone's actually gaming parents don't support that yeah things these days unfortunately yeah no, it's because of the stigmatism. They just think video games yeah. are a waste of time. But now with, you know, you're, we're seeing, I think now we're starting to see sort of people opening eyes and there's organizations and things to help, you know, parents become aware of, of the potentials in, you know, for young kids to have a career, whether it's competitive gaming or all of the things that go around that, whether it's just streaming, YouTube creation, things like that. That's it. There is a whole ecosystem around that. That um, and one of the things like the British Esports Association that I was involved, like sort of involved in for a while, is like and they they teamed up with um, the BTech, which is um, um, a company that does qualifications in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, and so they've done a specific BTech course in esports 
which is like for a junior. So you've got like um, for 14 to 16 year olds and then 16 to 18 year olds. And it's very much, it's like a lot of children don't engage in school because they don't enjoy the the subjects, for example. So like my older son wasn't that keen on school or whatever. Um, His passion then became music. Mm Mm-hmm and like jazz guitar and everything whatever so it wasn't until he sort of like really discovered that and you know focused on that that he didn't miss any school he he was happy to go in because he was engaging Mm -hmm. in in something he was really passionate about and then went on to university and got like you know his first in jazz guitar and that you know that's what he's doing but the like if you can find something that the ch- your ch- child can engage in um and there are like even with the btech there are so many transferable skills that you can use it's like a foundation for a stepping stone for other yep. other things to find out what they want to do yeah um, because there is i mean you you can work in esports in so many different fields as you say so it's it's just getting them engaged and finding something that makes them want to learn. Yeah. And and we're starting to see, you know, I, I know over here in the last few years, you know, esports is, we're seeing it in, you know, middle schools and high schools and mm. colleges, you know, colleges are having, you know, teams that people are getting, recu- yeah. you know, recruited for, which I, I think is wonderful because prior to this, you know, if you weren't, you know, like an athlete going to these colleges or universities, you weren't mm. really a part of, you know, you couldn't be a part of a team per se with the yeah. school colors. And now we're there, which I, I just think it's it's great for the kids. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, obviously, um, I work with COPE, which is the Coalition of Parents in Esports. And Shay and Chris and that do a lot with the um, the colleges over in America. I'm not so familiar with it, but you can, you can join the teams, can't you? And there's also yeah. scholarships that you mm-hmm. can get for esports now, et cetera, within. Yeah within those so yes they they work quite a lot with that yeah now are you seeing similar things over there not so much in colleges and universities but just the, you know the schools having more tournaments and you know sort of things opening up for I the think, gaming i mean i personally am not like i know some of my uh people i play with uh, sort of like are doing um esports the mm-hmm. b-tech esports etc and they're in like Valorant teams or they're in and then they compete in sort of like leagues and things. So I th- they're, they are out there, but I don't think it's quite the same as it is in in America yet. Yeah. But and, it is starting to to get that way. Well, that's good. And now over the years, you know, you know, when when Benji was doing the, the for, competitive Fortnite, what were mm. some of the toughest, toughest things to sort of deal with and manage? Um just things not being able to plan anything yeah that that was i think probably one of the hardest things actually you you know all of a sudden um he would say oh i need to be in frank i'm going to frankfurt for a boot camp for a month next week it's like okay yeah well you know sort of so it's it's just that sort of like and then i get him to frankfurt and then um this is in the days of mmb Mongro, Mitro and, and Benji. So they all decided to go to Frankfurt and then they're there for a week and, oh no, I want to come back now. 
<laughs> but it's it's just like I've got to put everything on hold because right. I need at the age of fifteen I I didn't want them going there on their own oh, sort God, of no. in the house for a month. So it's like I need to find chaperones or I need to go partly there. I've got to take time off work. I've got do you know? So it's not being able to plan things. Yeah. Um, I think, and then just all the management side and the just everything that goes behind behind the scenes of running a business. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And now, you know, looking back, you know, knowing what you know now, I know that really doesn't help mm. then, but would you yeah. have done things any different? No. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have done anything different. And now, you know, over the past years, as, as a mom or as a parent, mm. what, what have been some of your proudest moments you look back and, and you know, you were really happy for, for Benji? Of Benji, um, obviously qualifying for World Cup. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like, um, just the success that he had. So like, he was really good at sort of like the solo tournaments, the whole MMB, mm -hmm. you know, obviously it was, I mean, they had amazing, um, results. Sadly, the FNCS result didn't go quite as they wanted. Um, but doing the um, like Epic Games sent down and they did the player profile video and stories from the battle bus. So mm -hmm. like Beth and her team came over to do that. Um, and then, yeah, just the just the success that he's had, the streaming. Yeah. He does so well. Um, and even now sort of. I was very sad at the time when he told me that he wanted to quit Fortnite or he was quitting Fortnite yeah. and going full time. So, um, but yeah, so he's sort of like starting afresh and trying to become pro now in, in Valorant oh, wow. and sort of like, yeah. And as a parent, it's such a great feeling when you see your child be successful, isn't it? It's just something you, mm. you just hope the best for. And, and yeah. it's, it's that's all up. we want for our children is it for them to be happy and them yep. to, be successful and do what they enjoy doing. It's like um, my old son Charles is just going into or just decided he's always been into cooking, mm -hmm. massively into cooking. I don't, um, but massively he'll cook everything from scratch. Yeah. You know, I just get something and bung it in the oven. Sort of. <laughs> but the, um, um, so he is now just going into a new business making chili sauce. Oh, very cool. So he's now developing the recipes, creating his branding um, and everything. And then sort of like planning on, on, yeah, selling that at the markets and is, you know, networking to, to find things. So, yeah, yeah he's really passionate about it at the moment. So finding something that they enjoy and they really want to do and whatever. Because, yeah. you know, I, I've got three children, you know, two are in their 20s now, my youngest, she's mm. in her lower teens. But, you know, when they finish school or get to that age, it's it's very tough. And this is such mm. a big challenge for them at 17 or 18 to figure out what they want to do, you know. So it may take like, you know, Charles in his 20s. Oh, yeah, he's found his mm. niche. Whereas Benji was like, yeah, she's, you know, he's into the gaming yeah. and at, at his age. So it's, it's just it's nice to see when your kids figure, you know, figure themselves out. Mm. And very much so. And, and the other thing that I really enjoy is because my community and the people like a lot of the people that I play with mm -hmm. are much younger. So like they're 
15 to 18 mainly. Yeah. A lot of the the players that I actually play with. And so therefore you actually get to know them because I'm chatting with them, I'm doing with them, playing games with them and actually being able to mentor them because a lot of them don't know what they're doing. So you can make suggestions or give them sort of like advice. Yeah. Uh, one of one of the people that I know really well, um, Scott, who's now 18, um, 19 this year, but he's been traveling with me. Mm -hmm. So he um, started off as a mod. And then obviously we've been chatting across the like the last couple of years or whatever. And now he travels with me to the events because he wanted to get into photography and videography. So therefore he's been coming and doing the filming while yeah. I'm away awesome. at the various trips and things and whatever. And, and now he's started to think, okay, that this is what I want to do as a career and sort of like started to get extra gigs from, from other organizations and things like that. So it's really nice to see things like that happening. And whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And now when did the book come into play? When did you like, after Benji was successful, you figured things out, was that the motivation for the book or how did that all start? No, it was, I think I said when, when, um, I left my job and it was during like the COVID sort of area era sort of thing. The, um, when we were at home and I was talking to Johnny about different things I could do. And one of the things that Johnny had always wanted to do was to write a book. And, and so it came about with a conversation with him. So there's, there's two books. There's one that I wrote, which is about Benji, mm -hmm. which is called Let's Go. So it's from his very early days, right the way through to, um, I don't know, 2021, I think December, 2021. And then, um, the other book is co-authored with Johnny, which is about um, you know, build it like Benji Fisher, Mr. Savage. And it's about just aimed at parents and aspiring pro players to get them to understand what the whole industry is about. So yeah. all the various topics that go into that. So, I mean, it was an exciting project. Uh, yeah. I mean, it took a long time, about 18 months to do. Yeah. 18 months or 18 months. And I heard, yeah, very I, proud of it. I heard uh, Reddish is actually uh, featured or has a couple of pages. Reddish in, is yeah. in there, yeah. So, yeah, we did um, interviews with with different people. Mm -hmm. So, like, Hunter Thieves, Energy, sort of, yeah. Jesus, and sort of, like, Coaches, Blood X is in there, who's yeah. been... All right, so now let's talk about your gaming career. Mm. So, did you, prior to playing Fortnite... Did you play any other video games or Fortnite was your really first jump into video gaming? Yeah, I've never been into gaming. <laughs> I've no never way. been into gaming at all. So the only two games that I've played, uh, in fact, really the only game I've really played is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Which was a text-based game. Uh -huh. So um, completely different. Oh, you know, absolutely. It's just a story. And it's just text, you know. Yeah. It says it is dark and then you have to type, you know, sort of. Um, so I played that. And then when my Charles was younger, he had an N64. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to do Banjo-Kazooie. So I think he was probably only about four or five at the time or something. So I helped him with that. But 
when I say I helped him, I mean, I did used to stay up and sort of like, you know, if he was trying to do a different level, try and get the level for him or something. Um, but I was never actually really good at it. Sort yeah. of like I was, he was the one doing the game and I was just trying to help and sort of like tell him what he's got to do. You've got to go and get these stars and do that and sort of. And I played it a little bit, but mm -hmm. my, my skills on the controller and whatever. So, yes, Fortnite is com is pretty much the first game I have ever played, which is why it's so hard, because I've never come from a gaming background. Yeah. And what made you want to pick up the controller or mouse and keyboard to, you know, fire it up and play? So that goes back to... Benji did um, something called PogChamps 3. Uh, PogChamps 3, yeah, which is a chess tournament. So he got invited to that, and um, he then got a coach. So he got Jun Ludwig Hammer, who is a grandmaster from Norway, okay. and sort of second to Magnus Carlsen, who's the world champion. So for about uh, eight weeks, he was um, having coaching, online coaching, so they would stream it, um, I know, an hour, hour and a half every night for about eight weeks, and then sort of like all the various matches and everything. But Hammer also, although, I mean, his main job is like casting chess and things like that, yeah. in a way. But the, um, he also played Fortnite, so quite often after the stream had finished, he would carry on streaming and then play some Fortnite. And it was like the first time I'd seen a non-pro play Fortnite, particularly. Yeah. Because I'd only ever watched pro players who are just insanely good. Yeah. You know, it's just... um, and so obviously he wasn't quite as good as them because he's just <laughs> a normal person. I mean, he's still good. He's still better than me. Still way better than me. Um, and he was, I don't know, grinding to get to champs. So I thought, okay, you know, why not give it a go? Yeah. So it was him that inspired me to have a go. So then, um, yeah, I it was the sand season, which was chapter two, season five. Mm -hmm. So all I did was basically just hide in the sand. <laughs> and then um, managed to get to champs. And then it sort of snowballed from there, really. Oh, wow. Now, what was the hook Fortnite had on you to, you know, make you want to grind and play this, you know, this video game? Um, anyone that knows me will tell you that I'm quite competitive. Okay. So I am competitive. So the first goal was I wanted to get to champs. Yeah. So that was as a solo, get to champs, um, which I succeeded to. So that was the first goal i i like setting myself goals so yeah. i think it's the competitive side yeah it, it's 100 percent the competitive side that i want to compete in the tournaments and do well yeah and this is pretty so this is full build mode you know they didn't have the no builds yeah. like they did you know they started yeah. last year yeah 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 no no it's build mode. Yeah. i mean i can't build hiding <laughs> bushes but yeah I, yeah um yeah it's built and now what was, you know, when you hit that, you know, that personal goal of, you know, winning your first tournament, mm. you know, it's like, all right, I'm good. Or you, you, you had a hunger for more. You just wanted to keep playing. Um, well, I don't know whether I've actually, I've never won a tournament as such. Uh, but yes, I got to champs 
um and then it's just really the the constant improvement that yeah. i'm trying to get to so i'm trying to get to be reasonably good at Fortnite, which i'm not <laughs> um two years down the line i'm still not good at it but we are improving slowly every day yeah. um and i get very frustrated that i'm not improving as fast as i want to improve yeah even though I'm spending maybe eight or ten hours a day playing Fortnite, trying to improve on mechanics and aim and yeah. sort of like it's it's a bit like um, like I could sit there and spend a whole year trying to do something side jumps, which I can't do. Yeah, but I could spend a whole year doing it, and Benji would come and do it like instantly. Yeah, you know, I used to play the piano years ago. And my brother is insanely good at the piano. Um, and again, I would sit down and, and six months try and learn something. And he would come and sight read it better oh. than I could in that six months. It's, it's very frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, I get very down um, and that I'm not as good. But everyone keeps telling me, look, they've had three years longer than you at doing it. So And they've come from a gaming background, which I haven't. So yeah. it will just take time. Are you having fun though? I am, yeah. Good. Yeah, no, no, I am. That's good. And now, <clears throat> when no bills came, did you, you know, did you give a crack at that? Try that? Was that fun, or you really just enjoyed doing the build modes? <laughs> I just enjoy build mode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, yes. Unfortunately, I'm. I mean, there are more tournaments now with no builds. I've never really got into majorly no builds, but yeah. I'm like dream hack is no builds and things like that and whatever and there are more and more tournaments that are combined no builds and builds so i am sort of like trying to learn that meta yeah. now sort of thing so. all right but my aim isn't brilliant so therefore that is a bit of a yeah so. absolutely and now when did you what made you hit the go live button to want to stream Actually, i don't know i just <laughs> i mean benji was streaming yeah um i mean charles said he didn't think that i could stream maybe that was maybe that was the uh deciding fact i mean yeah. i i just thought it would be quite good fun to actually have a go at streaming or yeah. something or whatever so yeah and now you know when you first hit that go live button and people started coming in to chat you know that's mm -hmm. you already saw that community probably build around benji uh yeah my first stream was pretty mental really um so my streaming career is not not probably the not the normal yeah because most people you just have a few viewers or something like that don't yeah. you and then you sort of have time to sort of build up your streaming career mm -hmm. uh my first stream i did a test stream the night before and i didn't promote it at all literally didn't promote it didn't want anyone in the in literally didn't want anyone in there and there was like about 200 people or something Holy cow. for about half an hour um and then i stopped it i just wanted to see sort of thing and then the day when i decided i wanted to go streaming i was literally so nervous the entire day i was sort of like bricking it the whole oh, time no. but that first stream i had thirteen thousand people watching holy crap so it was like it's not your normal stream that you have and I didn't have any mods. Oh, dear Lord. Um, I think someone said to Benji, how could you let your mom go live without any mods <laughs> on the first stream? But 
can't think who said that, but maybe motor or something. But the and so therefore I was getting all the various horn mm-hmm. symbols coming up yeah. and everything. So then it was like, oh, I've got to find some mods. Um, and I didn't know how to mod people, so I had to stop the stream and then restart it again once I discovered how to put mods on. Um, and then people also, what I didn't appreciate was, like, try to trick you into saying things that you're not oh, meant to say. yep. So, like, I had people coming in, it was, like, so stressful. People going, oh you just God. said the, you know, this word that you're not supposed to say and everything. I'm oh. like, but how is it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I then had to get a lesson from Benji as to how to, like, you know, say someone's name or something yeah. like that or whatever, so... Oh, yeah, Lord. it was quite stressful. And now, <clears throat> when did you you get? When did you find a groove? Was it like you know, take a couple of weeks or a month before you're like, all right, I got this. This is fun now. This is not stressful. It wasn't. I I don't really remember, to be honest. Um, it's sort of like because initially I wasn't doing face cam, and mm-hmm. then I think after about a week or so, I went face cam or whatever. Um. I know, I just, it just came natural because I'd already come from like a training background. So True. I had actually stood up and taught um, people how to train, you know, on, on the various computer packages and things. Yeah. So um, it seemed to go quite naturally, really. Yeah, well, that's good. And that... my Fortnite skills are pretty bad, <laughs> which people find very fun. But that builds your community, though, right? That's yeah. like people come in and, and just, you yeah. know, it's, you know, to be. Yeah, a... I mean, I have a lot of people coming back now saying, you know, I watched it at the beginning and you've improved quite a lot. So, yeah, so that's quite nice to see. Well, and that's one of the nice things about, you know, being a streamer is, you know, you don't necessarily to be need to be like the best of a game. It's, you know, your mm. personality. It's the community, people coming in, feeling yeah. comfortable and hanging out and, and you getting to know yeah. people in your community and them getting to know you. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the community sort of side of it. Et yeah. yeah. And now how would you describe if somebody's coming into your stream for the first time, what, you know, what kind of uh, experience are they going to get? It's just pretty chilled. I mean, I like talking to... It depends on what I'm doing. So if I'm doing, like, um, competitive sort of side, then I tend to sort of spend more time. Like, obviously, I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to qualify for a particular tournament, yeah. etc. So, therefore, I'm not necessarily going to read chat so much. But sort of, um, I sort of, like, weekends and sort of, like, some of the evenings, I will do, like, community games or, you know, viewer games where I'm playing with viewers or just doing solos and then sort of like chatting to them so that's what i enjoy it's a lot easier to just like do solos and like chat to you yeah you know and so so pretty chilled really now do you prefer to play solo or with with duos or a team i actually i actually quite enjoy solos yeah funny enough i i i mean i enjoy duos and duos um it depends who i'm playing with really so whether they're going to keep with me a lot of trios yeah especially on the tournaments because i can't keep up with the other players they tend to you know it tends to be more a duo and a and a solo so mm-hmm. to speak so they're going off fragging and getting all the limit and i'm just trying to follow behind them yeah and from 
me trying to actually improve at the game, being able to still do solos and actually fight people if I'm going to learn how to fight better or yeah. sort of like improve, even if it's bots. Yeah. And I enjoy eliminating bots. You know, I don't care that they're bots. Yeah. Because it's all just, it's just more practice yeah. for me. So I actually do a lot of solos, but yeah, duos and trios I quite enjoy as well. Quads, I'm not so keen on. Yeah. And now, do you normally roll with a particular group of people or sort of like, you know, when schedules line up, that's, you know, people, that's who you roll with? Um, yeah, I mean, I do have sort of like a small group of people that I sort of tend to play with and whatever sort of thing. But they, um, like I have my duo J and like, um, you know, I have several of the regular people that are in my chat that i sort of tend to play with etc yeah okay i saw that you're a member of uh the gxr i am yeah i'm with galaxy racer yes yes and how did that come yeah. about i was doing a tournament back a couple of years ago um and i was um yeah approached by them to see whether i might be interested to actually join them so and then obviously we had discussions and yeah. negotiations and i'm with sellers um so oliver's my agent so he did you know was looking at various organizations for me so yeah that's pretty cool that way it is it's pretty cool yeah. were you excited when you know when you got word yeah hey we want to oh you know, my god yes yeah, yeah <laughs> no, that, that is that was very exciting nice. Yes, and and being able to travel and do the tournaments and everything has been pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And now, from a um, streaming standpoint, any advice would you know? What kind of advice would you give somebody looking to you know hit that go live button? Just go and do it. Sort <laughs> of thing. Just try. <laughs> I mean, really, you've got to have fun yourself and enjoy it yourself. So if you're enjoying it and having fun doing it, then you'll, you know, people coming and watching it will, will have fun. If you're, um, and, and if you can try and do face cam as well, because that's sort of like, I know that's really hard, uh, for a lot of people, but it, it sort of, it makes it more engaging. People can sort of see you and you can sort of like engage more with them, et cetera. So, but yeah, just give it a go really sort of thing. And now what have you know what has been your highlights since you hit that go live button and started competing you know in Fortnite tournaments? Highlights it has to be like the um so I recently Epic Games gave me the Mama Ben in-game Mama Benji Fishy oh, wow. Creator Cup. So that and having um the locker bundle. Yeah. Just recently sort of last month that that has to be one of the the main highlights etc yeah. That's awesome. And now, you know, I, you know, going back to the question about, you know, you're, you're not your normal streamer from how your path started mm. to where you are now. What, you know, what was your Twitch partner story? When did you find out? And, you know, were you excited? And, and you know, when you got, you know, got word that you made partner, it was like, all right, it was kind of going to be there because of the instant following you had. Um, I think, yeah, it came about slightly differently, but yes, it was um because sort of like partly because i was getting so many viewers at the beginning etc um whatever but um yeah getting partner was quite i remember sort of like going on and all of a sudden sort of like seeing the tick and whatever so yeah yeah 
Awesome. And now with, you know, with being, you know, a pro, uh, competitive player and, you know, you're being successful on stream, you've been able to do some traveling Twitch cons and uh, mm -hmm. other tournaments. What's, you know, what's been some of the traveling highlights that you've, you've uh, done? Um, I love going. Yeah. I love going to all the events and meeting the people. I mean, I've been very fortunate that originally I was traveling with Benji. Mm -hmm. So like going to the various stream hack and world cup, etc., And then the Melbourne, the Australian open we went to with Benji. And then for me then to be able to compete in the various stream hacks that have been going on. So Sweden, um, and then last year going to like rally for the um, FNCS Invitational, mm -hmm. Saudi, Saudi, et cetera. So, um, yes, I mean, coming up, I've just come back from San Diego and then I'm going to Dallas in June. There's Dallas, then there's the Edinburgh event, um, which is the Red Bull contested. And then there is, um, uh, what else is there after that? I've forgotten now. There's another event <laughs> after that. I know there's Sa oh there's the other Dreamhack Sweden and then there's Saudi in July and then there's yeah so that's awesome. And hopefully one of these days I will actually get to actually compete at a land that that would be my next goal. Okay, that would be my goal. And now it must be really neat to see you know first traveling with Benji when he was successful mm. in doing these tournaments and now it's sort yeah. of like it's flipped over to you now you're you know hey that that's you know. Mama Benji Fishy. It, I know, you know, it is it's... a bit insane. Yeah, it is a bit insane, yes. And sort of like, yes, I mean, just meeting all the players and, and you know, the, the gamers that are out there and sort of et cetera has is, is been an incredible experience yeah. and, you know. Did you ever think this would be the, your path, you know, when you first started down that road? No, of, you know... not at all, <laughs> no. No, no, no. It, it, was, it was the first thing from my... Uh, mind I, I would never have expected me to be playing Fortnite and traveling or doing any of those sort of things it was always like Benji or Charles or whatever yeah. sort of thing so yeah it never even crossed my mind that I would be doing it I was just like the parent behind the scenes sort yeah. of like trying to help out where I can you know etc and now friends in your town do they have any concept of this or they just think you know holy you're doing this with no, the video? no you've got no <laughs> like my friends my my you know friend friends yeah peer group they've got no understanding whatsoever as to any of it you know i might talk to them and i might as well be talking japanese you know as far <laughs> yeah. as and i spoke to someone the other day and they said you know one thing the generation gap has missed me because i can still talk to like teenagers yeah. and and understand what they're talking to and things like that and they come into my chat and say different things and you know and then they say oh you understand what i'm saying sort of thing <laughs> you know, yeah, it's quite funny oh that's excellent and now when you're not playing fortnite and streaming what you know what do you do away from the the computer uh pretty much the whole time to be honest um it's actually really hard trying to get go pro in in Fortnite or whatever, yeah. which is what I'm trying to do. I mean, the only other, obviously, I finished the books that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a project at the moment, um, whereby. So let's go back. So my parents sadly passed away recently, and 
one of the things, you know, like when you do a eulogy or, you know, do a service is that you go back and you think, actually, I don't really know that much about them. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their past history. And that then sort of led me to sort of partly because I've done the book on Benji as well. So like, you know, when he's older, he can look back and, right. you know, it goes right the way through. But if you actually said to like Charles and Benji, you know, where did I meet David or David's background or yeah. obviously they were very young at the time when I mean, Benji was only eight months old and Charles was seven. Oh, wow. You know, even like, when did I go to school or where do I go to school? And, and like, you know, where did I work? They wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. So I'm actually wanted to put another book together for them on like our background and like, my parents and David's parents and everything. So what I'm doing to start with is with the help of Scott, who's been traveling with me, is going to a lot of my friends and we're doing video recordings of their memories of David. Um, Because a lot of them, David was 15 years older than me. Mm -hmm. So a lot of his friends are like mid seventies now. Yeah. Some of them, I'm starting to get out time, you know, sort of, et cetera. So their memories going and things. So being able to capture those uh, memories um, and the history before it's lost. Yeah. Um, even like I've, I've been going through this morning, a whole load of photos. I, some of those photos, I've absolutely no idea who the people are. Yeah. But the idea is to get them scanned in and then hopefully there'll be people who are still around that could tell me who those yeah. What is who are in those photos, etc. And so what I want to do is to do a video to start with of my life, David's life, etc. And and sort of using getting I'm get, getting Scott to do like B roll shots, sort of like so when I say, you know, I went to this school, mm-hmm. you can actually and then use that as the basis to then create another book of oh, cool. like life birth. And then for future generations, because my dad was always into genealogy mm-hmm. in a big way. But again, a lot of his things are, are well, I say lost, but, you know, it's sort of he spent like 50, 60 years going back on the things. Oh, but wow. I haven't got access to that. So it'd be quite nice just to put something sort of together. Yeah. That format video and book form so so that is really probably going to take me the next two years or something i know 18 months or something to do oh that's gonna be great though when it's all done and they you know there's Mm. something solid that they can go back and and read and learn yeah yeah sort of like i thought of doing like each chapter sort of like you could do a little bit of a family tree just going back like a couple of generations Mm -hmm. and then sort of like a bit of a story and then put a few pictures in like so they've got the grandparents and you know etc yeah yeah awesome I mean, I found some pictures today, which are David's grandparents that I've never seen before. I, I wouldn't have even known who they were. Yeah. So be, it's, it's quite cool. That's awesome. Excellent. All right. So you finished the podcast. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Before I let you go, now you have to shout out to somebody who you think might have a good story to come on the pod. Uh, well, you've already done Reddish, yeah. I think. You're, well, you're we're lining up, Reddish, yeah, she's coming so. on soon, yes. Yeah. Um, so my duo, my original duo, so Girly Bella, Bella. Okay. Would be pretty cool. Awesome. Um, 
but also people like uh, Motor. Uh, so I watch Motor a lot or Coach Boop, um, someone like that. Excellent. Some of those. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Anne, thank you so much. It was wonderful to meet you, and, and I really appreciate you sharing your story. That's okay. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it.